doesn't sound right um hmm. guys do you want to give me a hand here um yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah I, I mean i will you're you're i it's i believe it's al dente is what we were invited to right uh, right right <clears throat> yeah oh hello and welcome to al dente rigamortis i'm review cultist and tonight we have some special guests hi i'm uh i'm aaron j shelton <laughs> And I'm Vince White. And we're from Kame House Party. Hello. Out there in scary land. (laughs) So that's where I got the anime part from. (laughs) Yeah, we we infected you with it. Uh, Yeah. You guys actually kind of (laughs) have. Yeah, I've been going into a lot of anime since I started uh, listening to your show. So, (laughs) I mean, we're, we're doing... Like the like the Space Marines and Starship Troopers, we're doing our part. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we're. Uh, I, I guess for those that don't know, uh, we are the only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast in the universe. This is certified by NASA. This um, is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were attempting to watch every episode and iteration of Dragon Ball. Uh, we do it episode by episode, and we. And then we just we have a fun conversation, and that leads us into uh, improvised scenes. Yeah, and uh, oh my gosh, can you believe it, Aaron? We've been doing it for four years. I know this past as of this recording, yeah. uh, this week we've just we've was the four year was the four year anniversary uh, of our first episode. Nice, July fifteenth, twenty sixteen. Holy mackerel! <laughs> yeah. Man, that's been a long time for us too. It's been like six years now. I'm doing El Dente Rigamortis. Well, dang! Right on. Actually, as of June. So Heck yeah. Weird how a lot of podcasts start in the summer. It seems like the time to start one, right? Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got time, and then, and then, and then, like you know, the holiday, the the summer vacation kind of ends, mm-hmm. and then we start we having to figure out schedules and stuff. Yeah. And that's usually when a lot of podcasts I know that have started in the summer end in the, in the fall when <laughs> oh. everybody's schedule changes. Oh, no. Uh, it's like the uh, the test, the true test to see mm-hmm. who lives and who dies. If, Can if you you're... make it through the holiday season on your podcast schedule? If, if you are in the comedy community in New York, it is like it's like actors going on Law and Order. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a rite of passage. <laughs> you have to do a podcast. Yeah. Nice. You have to give it at least a month and a half. You have to do one live version of your podcast to promote it at some <laughs> indie show. Half uh, the people won't get it, and then boom, you're in. Some oh, ge- just just throwing some general shade across the comedy <laughs> community. Excellent for this this horror based. Uh, <laughs> okay, to be fair, like our our motto is we we discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta. And be critically silly doing it because most of the time my co-hosts just kind of like pick apart the stories I love to read and get scared at. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, uh, audience, if you haven't told, I guess by now, uh, this is not a regular episode. <laughs> um, once again, we have some some new faces on the show uh, too because uh, 
well, I, I listened to their podcast and we started talking on Twitter. Um, and I invited them onto the show for a Dragon Ball Lost episode kind of kitchen episode where we're going to try and brew up a a creepy pasta for Dragon Ball. Because we accept like, why the not? challenge. I did I did actually look online to see if there were any Dragon Ball creepypastas and whoo whoo there are some um ones that I just I, I don't think I'd want to do on the show. Oh, a lot really? of uh, a lot of really gory, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of visceral horror, uh and not very well done. That's um I am I'm not a goresman. No, uh, yeah. It, uh, so yeah, I I would I will second that, uh, not wanting to go through that. Yeah, same as A lot of people decided to give uh, Vegeta the Sonic.exe treatment. So basically, his like eyes are blacked out except for like red dots for uh, for his pupils, and he just goes around killing all the other uh, characters in the show. Like that's that's the kind of Dragon Ball creepypasta that I was able to locate on like just a mm-hmm. general look or search. But that just seems like an episode. I was going to say, Aaron, we're almost there with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just, he just has different eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys did, you guys did kind of uh, get a, or get the start of one back in like uh, on episode 130 of Dragon Ball. Um, or we're given one kind of <laughs> with that episode. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, so that episode is Goku's doll. Um, it is. We have now since learned that that is definitely a filler episode uh, for oh. those not. And so, for those not in the uh, the anime, know uh, filler episodes are episodes of the anime that are not related to the manga. If that the show is based on, they just they have to basically fill time. Uh, yeah. So hence, uh, until they catch up to the manga, so filler episode. Uh, but it's but it's Mister Popo training a young Goku. And he's like, cool. Well, I'm going to give you a sparring partner, and it's going to be you. Oh, yeah. That was a very uh, surprising episode because I think it both, like, it fell off of both of our radar. Because usually you can track, like, what's coming. We've watched Dragon Ball before. Uh, but this one, it was, it was beyond what I thought, you know, Mr. Popo was capable of. <laughs> like, he has too much time up there on the lookout. <laughs> Well, like yeah. the episode prior to that, he was doing time travel. So exactly, <laughs> I know we That's... went from like this, like funny, like '80s style, like time travel, like episode where Goku goes and like hangs out with a younger Master Roshi to train, to occult homunculus creation. <laughs> I could not have said it better. <laughs> Let me steal your essence with your hair. Mm-hmm. Put it into a clay version of you. And then we're then just going to gonna make all dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those dead eyes. <laughs> and he, he puts a, a, a shy, uh, not a shy guy. I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh yes. Was, yes. The, was, the floating uh... faces for Mario too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the, it's almost like a drama mask or like kind of, or it's like a dummy mask. Yeah. So it's yeah. Mr. Popo, you made it look like Goku. And then you're like, oh, that's going to freak him out. I'll put a mask. I'll put a mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be less creepy. <laughs> no, I think he was like, oh, I'll put this on as a surprise. Popo loves a good surprise. 
yeah, he's always like, oh, well, look at the balloon, like the balloon that was in that episode. <laughs> he just like mm-hmm. it made no sense. Why was yeah. it there? Oh, it was to, it was to throw Goku off. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I guess we'll because you guys already did that episode. Oh, like <laughs> episode. I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go into my notes on like what I I uh, uh what I observed <laughs> while watching that episode uh i watched it both in the english dub and the japanese dub um okay through... bonus bonus points for you yeah well i wanted to see like i wanted to hear that music that, that that's always missing in the english oh dub. i know um actually speaking of that's one of my first things um right off the get-go uh so like when when goku's like walking out to go meditate and it's like dawn the musical score in this anime like started off feeling really like eerie and foreboding in the Japanese dub. Uh, I'm, I can't remember if the English dub had similar music, but um, like I've heard similar scores in Italian horror films from like the seventies and eighties, like very gobliny. Um, so like if you're if you're if a film connoisseur or, a, or um, uh, watch or watch a lot of Italian horror. Um, you'll recognize that like goblin music is like the, their, their band that does a lot of like synth um, tracks and it's usually very foreboding. Uh, so oh. that's kind of the, the feel I was getting from the, 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 the initial score in this episode. Oh, I know about that. Jalo. I know about that. Ah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like zombie two or something where it's like, <laughs> like uh, that, that beat that's kicking in the background. That's, yeah, I was gonna get in one of those vibes, um, and then going to like the technique that Popo employs to create the doll. Um, it's basically like golem or homunculus creation, um, like using a clay vessel, using a piece of the person or like some genetic material to achieve a uh, to achieve or mimic the desired characteristics that you want, uh, and then using some kind of other occult concoction to. Uh, cat- uh, like as the catalyst to life, in this case, literally being water, the water of life. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, um, the fact that the energy depletes at sunset is actually concurrent with some occult practices uh, for spell casting, uh, at least those observed in you know modern beliefs in media, like say Shadowrun or the Dresden Files. <clears throat> um. So, like, where basically, um, like, after, uh, like, sun- you want to, like, cast something before sun, like, uh, like, give you, give yourself enough, t- give the spell enough time before sunset or sunrise, because sunset and sunrise have kind of a cleansing effect on magic sometimes, or energies. Um, so it might just be because it was exhausted and lost a lot of its energy fighting Goku, or the fact that they staged it to happen at sunset uh, and it was like occurring. It, it just like, it, I might be listening too much into this <laughs> as mm-hmm. I, as I might be being critically silly here, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the, like the, the there's some information. There's definitely some, like I, I noticed something and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to write that stuff up for this. <laughs> no, that um, is no, I think you're on the right track. I, yeah. I was unaware of the, the sunrise sunset sort of uh, mechanics of it. Yeah, I actually I did Google. Uh, I I went onto Wikipedia um, to uh, to try and like make sure if, <laughs> to make sure if that internet. was uh, to make the sure internet. if that was like a concurrent like actual occultism or if that's just something that I had learned from like playing Shadowrun or reading the Dresden Files because usually like a lot of magic um, or like you when you summon a spirit in those game in the in Shadowrun 
uh, at, it, the 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 pact or whatever you make with the spirit um, is over by like sunset or sun sunrise. Uh, and then in Dresden Files, um, a lot of magic uh, magical effects start like waning at sunset or sunrise because it's got like a cleansing effect. And so I, I did Google, I did, I did check it to make sure um, that was somewhat realistic to occultism, at least in the vein of occultism being real. <laughs> um, and I mean, there were some, some, uh, some researchers uh, kind of like confirmed that a little bit. I know how much you guys don't like research, <laughs> but yes, we I, scoff at the practice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. dude, that's oh that is <laughs> I am I am I am on the fringe of occultism. Like I I'm interested in it and fascinated by it, um, but I am not I have not done a deep, deep dive into it because a I feel like a lot of tech a lot of text is bad. A lot yeah. of text is like poorly written. Yep. I feel like um, so it's too scary to finish writing the story. I do. I remember. I do, any occult book I get, it's like so to do this spell, you have to, and then like <laughs> in parentheses, like oh, I can't go on. Skip to the next chapter. Yeah, it's like See? the uh, it's like the uh, the castle of ah, uh, except except it's not the ah, uh, it's just the like b -b 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 -b. <laughs> <laughs> the writer was too scared to write yeah. more. <laughs> uh yeah, um, twenty dollars for this book, please. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, a lot of my stuff is from a lot of my my know my knowledge is from like running a lot of sh like scary scenario like horror scenarios for tabletop games. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I have a, I have Simon's Necronomicon. You know that clearly uh, legit version of the Necronomicon. <clears throat> I I had a. <laughs> Uh, growing up, my friend had a copy. He's like, oh, check it out. It's the Necronomicon. I'm like, that was from on cue. <laughs> what are we? I don't I don't think, dude, I don't think that's legit. It's a paperback. <laughs> no, it's a transcribed version of, of LZ's uh, actual text. It's like, uh, no. It was it, it. It was a little impressive until I'm like, oh, OK, this is. I understand, and I understand the origins of all this. Yeah, it's uh, also, nonsense. Yeah, it's also until you realize that um, as you go through, like as you like thread through the book, uh, a lot of the sigils are just copied and pasted. <laughs> the same, it's just the same one over and over again. <laughs> it is pretty silly. <laughs> Vince, how how out of your depth are you? <laughs> yeah, at I look, in time. I, I'm uh, I, I'm treading water. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of any like relatable experience to it because I I never really had a desire to be uh, like pulled in by stuff like that. Like um, I think probably stemmed from me seeing Alien at a really young age, and like I really liked every like I think it kept my attention because it was sci-fi and it was like cool. But then like I had nightmares for years about that scene in the first alien where the, where the alien gives you jazz hands. <laughs> it's when Ripley is crawling through the vents towards the end of the movie and like oh. turns a corner or looks up or down. And the alien is just like, <laughs> cause I've watched it recently <laughs> and realized how dumb I was for being, cause that, that image 
like I saw it over and over again in my in my baby brain, yeah. uh, and that kept me from pursuing horror horrifying things. But in my neighborhood, there was a bunch of urban legends because there was a like a a train depot behind all of our backyards mm -hmm. and uh, like a woods you could get you could like go around this really tall fence. And of course, every parent told you, don't go back there. Don't go back there. Um, and my friend Cody's older brother, like we were hanging out one day and he came by and just like made us listen to this horror story about how um, a woman, what like she, she was like so emotionally distraught over losing like her lover or something that she walked over to the train tracks and uh laid down until like she just laid there until a train came and put her out of her misery and he's like if you if you listen really carefully in the middle of the night when those late trains come right before they blow the whistle you can hear her scream and so like whenever we would have uh uh sleepovers we would all like try to stay up as late as we could to hear that train go by. And every time someone was like, I heard it. Did you hear it? I heard it. We can't go to sleep. Oh no. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is awesome. <laughs> um, that is, that is basically creepypasta before the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We, my hometown, and I think a lot of towns have this, uh, what they call a spook light where it's, uh, uh, at least around my parts, the legend was that it was a uh, train conductor mm. who accidentally got their head cut off by by a train. And so if you went to a certain spot at a certain time, uh, you could see the light of his lantern sort of swinging back and forth as he was searching for his head. Nice. What is it with trains? <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't have I had we lived we lived right next to a train yard. Well, not next to one, but we had like a train yard a couple of blocks away. And I'm surprised we never I never heard any or spooky stories about that stuff. I don't know. My my hometown was also it, my hometown is called Waycross and it's literally named for the for the railroad. It's where the ways cross. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, nice. So, I, so that's sort of that's part of it. Yeah. That that also sounds like a uh, oh sorry. That also sounds like a, a setting for a, a horror movie. Yeah. Welcome to Waycross. <laughs> oh, God, <Correct>. yeah. <laughs> Swap it around, crossways. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we, we didn't have like ghost stories. Well, we had some ghost stories, but we had like mostly uh, cryptids. Because um, uh, we live up in the backwoods of Ontario. <laughs> um, so, and like at our cottage, uh, we have a big lake. Uh, and so. My uncle, who was really into like the paranormal and stuff, would tell me stories about like all the all kinds of like monsters and such that he'd uh, heard about, and then like ones that were in the area, like in the lake and stuff. Like, um, I I remember uh, being told that uh, uh, there was a lake serpent that lived in the lake called uh, it, it went by many names: Keppenfelt Kelly or Beaverton Bessie or. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or Keswick Kelly, depending on depending on the where you were in the lake, it had a different name. Uh, and then, like later in high school, when I did research on it, I found it had an actual public name that rips off Ogopogo uh, from uh, Lake Okanagan in British Columbia. Uh, although we, we decided to call our apparently they decided to name our lake monster uh, Igopogo. <laughs> they just changed up the uh, the uh, the O at the beginning of the word and mm. replaced it with an I. <laughs> 
Um, Sounds like a German uh, dance hit, Disco Pogo. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I do remember an episode, or not an episode, uh, uh, a uh, oh, a, tra- a traumatic episode <laughs> where I was, uh, uh, I'd like dropped like some kind of a floaty in the lake and I would refuse to go into the lake um, because I, I quote, Keswick Kelly's gonna eat me. See, see, <laughs> and I and think I, mean, it was like, I think it was like six or seven at the time. <laughs> like I think those kind of things, because like I would hear stories from my friends about scary stuff that they would do or <clears throat> scary things that they experienced, or like a lot of them had older. Like I'm an only child, mm-hmm. so I think I ended up getting fear, like taking the fears that my parents had which was like uh, more almost practical things maybe. Um, and then like when I, when I started hanging out with my older cousins and they started exposing me to like, come, come sit down and watch this movie with us. And it was, it was like usually a horror movie or some intense drama and stuff like that. So I became more fearful of those things after like separating myself from my parents' influence a little bit more. Yeah. Like you, you got, Early on, you were like hit, getting hit by like real horror versus yeah. <laughs> versus versus fantasy horror. My yeah, I, like don't cross the street; you're gonna get hit by a car. And so I I hate like when my friends would ride our bikes around and they'd be like, "All right, we like we got to go to the Seven Eleven and we're gonna get Slurpees." And I'm like, "We can't go to like it's if we cross the street, something terrible is gonna happen." And then eventually it became like, uh, "Guys, I don't want to be in this dark." Uh, part of the forest or the woods behind the the uh the baseball diamond because people keep saying that there's somebody lurking around here <laughs> see that's real like yeah that's uh oh uh, uh. yeah <laughs> that's creepy like i just get freaked out from that because of like that that could actually happen <laughs> like there well, could actually like, be something in those woods <laughs> stuff like that kind of not happened a lot but there were just a lot of like people moving through that part of the area like I lived in a in a like early on lived in a more suburban Delaware is like a weird place where like the suburbs and the city there's like a, a long kind of in between area where like you will have a suburb with like a full park and like woods and stuff but then if you go four or five blocks the other way or if you cross this part of the highway it's it's like almost all townhouses and there's not a lot of room for that. So that's yeah. when like shit got real over there, but then sometimes that real shit would filter over into the woods and like, oh well, somebody was doing something wrong, has been hiding out in the woods, so don't go over there. Or, <laughs> or yeah. uh, there are these kids from another part of town that like to come over because that happened a lot too. Was um, a bunch of like toughs from another neighborhood would come to our park with like sometimes airsoft guns and stuff and like it just intimidate our local our local like dweebs <laughs> so. nice yeah we i mean i again like another kind of more recently or like more in like as i like got into my like teens or like or 20 early 20s we uh, uh we moved out to um basically the uh, a subdivision out in like so where it's basically a suburb but it's in the forest <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. completely like isolated from like a, an urban environment <laughs> But it's yeah. it's got a suburban like haven to it, um, 
and we're in a part of the area that has a like local insane asylum <laughs> or a mental okay. institution. <laughs> um, and there, there have been at least three cases where somebody has escaped and they, they've put out a bullet, a bulletin um, to watch out for a, for a, for a strange individual who is like acting weird. And like, no joke. There was one summer where we were at our cottage and we got a phone call from our neighbor because one of them had broken into our neighbor's house and was trying to, and they were like, basically like our neighbors were rushing to surround the house to keep him in there until authorities arrived. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that man. kind of stuff. Happened. And then like, we also have, um, because we're like about, we're, but we're a ways out of, of Toronto area, but, um, uh, we've heard stories of like gangs in Toronto, basically, um, uh, disposing of uh, their uh, their refuse <clears throat> bodies mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. up north. <laughs> so uh, we used to we used to do a lot of night walks, me and my friends, uh, and we'd do it in town, not in our subdivision. And then the the one time we decided to do it in our subdivision, um, we we had a really weird uh, uh, encounter with some coyotes. Uh, we were oh, completely man. fine, but they were they were watching us the entire the entire walk. <laughs> um and we didn't realize that until after we had just about left the forest um but oh. like a couple of days later we uh somebody discovered uh the torso of a person in on a on a trail oh, and geez. and it was discovered to be um like gang like basically like one of the gangs up down in toronto had come come up to uh like the northern area and disposed of them to get rid like to not to like hide the, or to cover up the evidence a little bit Oh There's, wow! So you, yeah, we stopped. We stopped walk, taking night walks around our, <laughs> uh, around my neighborhood. <laughs> is what I'm saying. You, so you, you essentially live up in the the I guess the U.S. equivalent is the Pine Barrens in Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, for what I've heard of the Pine, yeah, it's it's kind of the Pine Barrens. Yeah, up in up in the uh, up in the Lake Country of Ontario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think of... that we do have like kind of a like some spooky uh, some spooky uh, roots here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's good childhood's very good for oh, just yeah. the world scaring you. Yeah, in general. Um. Also, <laughs> take, gotta take it back to Dragon Ball for a second. <laughs> um. Also, so like you got, I, I did, I did also re-listen to your uh, your episode of this um, uh, of this episode of one thirty, um, and you guys commented about like the homunculus, um, like when it, or sorry, the 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 other Goku, <laughs> I'm just calling it the homunculus at this point, <laughs> um, as he's like doing the Kamehameha, um, and he's like in the Japanese dub, he doesn't talk, he's just mouthing the words, and then in the English dub, he's like gurgling. Yes. So yes, that just uh, yeah, uh, I don't know which is creepier because like the one on the one hand, the Japanese dubs like silent thing just kind of in like adds on to the fact that it is clay, so there's no living internals it, like vocal cords or anything like that in its in its body. It's just clay, right? So it doesn't have any like windpipes. But the the English dub makes it a lot more organic <laughs> because it actually has like a means of like. Vo vo uh, vocalizing somehow yeah almost like if if it could if it could exist for longer potentially it would learn to speak yeah <laughs> and, and that's almost the scariest thing and and honestly that's part of like an idea i had for our um like 
kind of kitchen epic segment for like building it into like some kind of a creepy pasta is like kind of uh, getting a, a body snatcher or like do, do a doppelganger kind of um, uh, motif to it. Um, and then another thing that I kind of like I noticed or like I, I I question about this about the the technique that Popo uses if if this thing like acquires all the techniques and traits of Goku from a simple, single hair, and he has a tail. And if there's a full moon, mm. does the homunculus go... Uh, is it Ozaru? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Does it go Ozaru? <laughs> is it capable of that? Mm. <laughs> so, how creepy mm. is it? Is it creepy or derpy that it has like, red <laughs> eyes? <laughs> like the, like the, the angry red eyes? <laughs> Is it just uh, like yeah, just... is it Shin Godzilla? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I got a ch- I got I'm glad that somebody recognized that <laughs> reference. Yeah, when he was a little baby. Yeah, and just or just like walking around, he's got those like almost um, like kind of like these the the eyes that uh that the hum- that the homunculus has. <laughs> it, it's if it I mean if it does go Zaru, then like I I it it would be funny just to see um. It with those just a giant thing with just blank beady eyes for Michaels <laughs> glued and, on. And now I know what the title card's gonna have in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just draw the Ozaru, but with googly eyes. <laughs> it uh, yeah, I uh, hmm, I guess if it, it's scarier if it can turn into the ape, not because I think of the, the destructive power that it might have. But I think the idea that here is something that was given life and maybe the idea is that, well, if I defeat Goku, then I'm Goku and I yeah. get to be a real boy. I like that. Yeah. The, kind, the thing that you see in a lot of like horror that deals with like doppelgangers or clones, it's like, who is the real um, like either a usurper to the throne or like uh, who is the real um person and who is the clone kind of a dilemma hmm oh i i think i have something for this like uh if the if the homunculus is trying to become goku maybe the final step would be to take goku's tail the source of his power in those early days for itself oh god like cut off the the mm-hmm. actual tail and then pl- Transplanted. Oh, ugh. <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah. Or just yeah, yeah. Can do it. <laughs> any any kind of consumption that it yeah. might have to do. Oh, God. Yeah. I just got back from a, or we just got uh, got done with an episode with a, uh, a creepypasta monster who like kills his victims and then starts eating the body. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> Because Dragon Ball has a has a history of that of like consuming oh, powerful beings to make yourself more powerful. Cell, yeah. Boo, um, uh, technically yeah. the androids because they, yep. they like drain people of their their energy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. You can fall right in line. Or like any any number of monsters that were in the tra- the original Dragon Ball cartoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like. Goku himself <laughs> just killing random sapient entity animals and then roasting him on a spit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or or Gohan cutting up the tail of that one dinosaur. Oh, that was so bad. Now the it's poor, uh, the poor T-Rex. 
So it's so I mean, so I guess you could you could take this further where you imagine uh, an episode you imagine an episode where Goku's doll actually defeated Goku, consumed Goku, and then <laughs> became Goku. Yeah, just I mean, just what, but like just went on a you could say just went on a rampage. And I'm just thinking of you have it's Kame House, it's night. Uh, you hear some rustling in the kitchen. Uh, Roshi comes down, uh, yeah. down the stairs. Boop, boop, boop. And then he just, you, all you do, all you see is the light from the fridge open. It's like, Goku, is that you? And then he, he, when he gets in there, yeah, it's it's a Goku, and a Goku is just mon down turtle shell oh, popped oh. open. Yeah. Uh huh. And then, or like it like he, the 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 fridge is open and you, and you just see Goku like slowly like peer over and it's just like a single of the eye just peers uh, mm-hmm. like from behind the fridge <laughs> door. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it just like basically that would be like the lost episode of of Dragon Ball where um, Popo is like, oh no, I didn't imagine this to work, and then like or, like I didn't intend it this way, and then like he gets offed, and then then the the Goku uh, clone. Goes down to like Kame House, uh, or uh, or not Kame, uh, yeah, Turtle, yeah, the Kame House. Um, sorry, I was like, he goes down from the Kame look at Kame's lookout to Kame House. Yeah, they, yeah, we also get it confused. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I, I was definitely thinking of like for for a lost episode like Creepy Pasta. Um, uh. So yeah, like the dot, like doing kind of borrowing some ideas, for some like some techniques and ideas from like other things, like Ben drowned the creepy pasta. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that one. I am not. I okay. am also not. Um, basically, take Majora's Mask, the Zelda game, um, and have a the ghost of a drowned um, kid in it uh, that's haunting it, and the the protagonist. Um, really wants to play like really wants to like play Majora's Mask off of his like uh, like cuz he remembers it from his nostalgia days and finds that copy at a garage sale that some old man is is selling and like gets it really on the cheap and then as he plays the game the um the ghost starts possessing the uh, the uh, a song in the game that basically dupl- duplicates link uh and like turns like whatever form he's in that game um, and when he does the song, it creates a statue, like a wrong statue of him, kind of like like the doppelgangers from com- from uh, from this this episode. Um, okay. Because they're basically it's just a, a statue that you can use as like a weight for things, but it's like a version of your character, but it's like wrong in the face and like or wrong somehow. Um, and then in the story, in the game, as the character as the person's playing the game, the statue keeps following him throughout the the world. And then eventually it starts kind of coming into the real world. And like he starts seeing it in the real world. Like as he's like going through a drive through at a, at a restaurant, he sees it in the bushes and like starts freaking out. So, yeah, I was going to kind of I, an idea I had was like pull from that and pull from like the ring and invasions of the body snatchers. So um, <laughs> in the episode like shows Popo creating more uh, creating more dolls. Um, and in the likeness of, of the other, like, well, not then, but Z fighters, like TN, all of them. Um, and basically they all get bested by their doppelgangers. And then, um, at the end, 
uh, uh, Popo is seen creating one more doll, and to the person in the creepypasta, like watching this episode, they note that like the the creature or like the the, the doll kind of looks a little bit like him, like in terms of their or or them in their uh, like in its uh, like structure, or like after he's done seeing the episode, after like uh, Popo's like starts working on one last doll, and then the episode cuts out. Guy goes to sleep. Wakes up the next day with like a pain on his head, almost like something like some tufts of hair have been pulled out. And then uh, over the course of like a day or a week, uh, he starts seeing a doppelganger of himself in the real world. Mm, okay. Mm. That's <clears throat> if if I can go more, I guess, cinematic. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, to, to sort of amend that ending. The tape cuts out, it stops. You just have the black screen, the black mirror of the TV screen, and behind the dude is someone who looks vaguely familiar with with those with those big googly eyes. Yes. In the background. Yeah, just but just just behind him. And yep. uh maybe the episode <clears throat> right before it cuts out Popo Popo is like frantically putting this together and he's saying <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> he's like, "Oh no. I have to do something. Someone must help us." I you Oh, Popo, nice. oh, Popo just locking eyes with you. Yeah, Popo locking did. eyes with you as Ugh. it cuts out. Because this would, this would have to be under duress. I feel like I don't. I because we 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 love Mr. Popo at yeah. mm-hmm. my house party. I would hate. I don't. I would hate to like turn it to be malicious. I mean, that is sometimes what lost episode creepy bosses do. They take a beloved oh. character and turn them into like a dark ver, like a basically bizarro version of them. But yeah, no, no it could also be underdressed. No. Popo's too pure. No. It could also be Popo. Maybe Kame's the one that's got evil. I mean, I that... mean, he. Go ahead. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna. Um, maybe it's a scenario where Kami. Oh, okay. Let's see. If it's like a, if we get to the Z fighters, let's say the Saiyans are coming, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, uh. Kami understands that in order to beat the Saiyans, he needs to rejoin with Piccolo. He find like he convinces Piccolo Jr. to rejoin with him. Un like underestimating the evil that lurks within his heart. And it takes Kami over. And that's Kami's giving Popo the direction, but he's like now evil Kami kind of thing. Yeah. You you could almost have that still in Dragon Ball and just have Damio or uh, King Piccolo for the because that's the one I I, I recognize <laughs> or the okay. one I the one that I more like I I, I, I <laughs> the watched true Piccolo yeah yeah <laughs> the one I watched as a kid is King Piccolo um uh, he he comes up to Kame's tower and like unbeknownst to anybody like fuses like forcibly fuses with with uh with Kame um so th- so like he he's already like he's even more evil. From the get go, yeah, perfect. Yeah, but yeah, take that like early, take that later like scene from like uh, from Z, and then like port it to like Dragon Ball, where like we have a much more evil Piccolo, <laughs> and then yeah, just mm-hmm. basically have him like charging up something as like Popo's trying to create this thing frantically. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just have in the background him trying to do his super beam cannon, <laughs> <laughs> or pianos there. <laughs> Hurry up, Popo! Yeah, exactly. Have the uh, have like the gang, the Piccolo gang, tambourines there, drum, the names. 
so ridiculous. Now, now I'm thinking about like a, a time skip where it is when the Saiyans arrive on Earth, and it's instead of what normal what actually happened, where they land in a city, they blow it up, and then they go off to find the Z fighters. Yeah. Um, when they land in the city, it's it's weirdly it's you still have the people there, but every like. We're just in doll world right now. I like it. I like it. Yes. Yeah. They just every imagine they land, everyone just staring at them, and then almost like a World War Z, where they just it's just a rush. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) they're all like all the dolls have like energy blasts. They all know they all know martial arts. It's yeah, and then it's. Vegeta and Nappa trying to escape Earth I love after, it. Their, after their pods have been destroyed by the oh, by these yeah. by these homunculus. Yeah, and they're just like, how can we they're countering our moves? I don't know, Vegeta. This is pretty this is pretty scary. <laughs> I thought Earthlings were so big. Just have yeah, give me a five minute scene of Nappa just crying in a corner. Saying, I'm sorry for all my sins that I've committed. I don't want to die like this. He's trying to, he's, he's telling Vegeta, like, Vegeta, this is what we get for all the planets we destroyed. This is our, our comeuppance. Oh, we need to get the, the Dragon Balls and wish Napa for our sins to be together. involved. Slap, slap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just dead. we just want like the Walking Dead or the Walking Doll, <laughs> the Walking Doll. The walk- oh God! Oh, there it is. I think Dragon we got Ball Z, it. the Walking Dolls. <laughs> I, feel uh, like I will make. I will. I will draw that mock-up of, of a Walking Dead poster, which is Nappa and Vegeta on horses walking into Atlanta City. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see. The, it's it's kind of. Do you guys? I know you guys haven't touched on it yet in your episodes, but do you remember in the Cell Saga when uh, I think Piccolo goes to like a ghost town that like has oh, been yeah. like by Cell, mm-hmm. and it's just like super fun. It's like the raptures happen. Like all there's there's all these clothes all over the place. Yes. Like, yeah. Like imagine that, but with like Nappa and Vegeta just kind of showing up and just like seeing not seeing the the clothes, but just like the it it seems abandoned, and then as they start making more noise. You start seeing like shadows in the windows, God, mm-hmm. and then like just, through the alleyways and such, and then like yeah, or and you, or you just see like eyes, like like the, those like dead eyes <laughs> watching. Doll people just jumping out from like the windows of of skyscrapers. Oh just yeah, try clamoring the quickest way possible to get to them. Yeah, because I mean they'll they'll survive, or or just running like not falling, but running down the skyscrapers. Oh, like because like, because again like they're like it's like uh they're, they're not they're like they've got karate stuff so they know how to like run up wall running down up up and down vertical uh like surfaces and such watch the naruto they know yeah yeah exactly. yeah, yeah it's an anime <laughs> they're, they're all, they're, all their arms are behind their back as they're running towards oh, no. them. oh god shouting Believe it, but because they're dolls, it just comes out as believe it, <laughs> or just or mouthing the words like we get close. <laughs> <with them. They're> just... <laughs> uh, like, they're I, all like, mouthing Dade Bayo. You know, I'm pretty sure in Dragon Ball Z, like I remember in the opening, there is a scene of Goku doing Naruto run. 
Mm, like he, as he's, or, or like I, I think I, I think I have seen them like as they're running. Like he's got his his hands like out behind him, like as he's running. I, I feel like they were more T posing. May, maybe than, yeah. Than hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Maybe. Yes. Yes. The the arms out run. Yeah. I, I I think what it is is that no one wants to animate arms. Well, I mean, while running, that's hard, man. <laughs> oh, you like, already got you got to deal with the legs already. Mm-hmm. You don't have time. I mean, they find some techniques with the with with the legs by just making those like blurry, like circular kind of uh, motions to them, just like kind of showing like a, a, a like a weird like distorted version of the legs running. But like if you do that a couple of times, then you've got that like keyed up, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to animate. Like as an artist, I I understand. Like I can I can get that behind that uh, for. Uh, for for the animators of the show <laughs> and towards the end of the the naruto run uh they they just got around it by instead of having them run places uh every land was connected by forest so the the transition sequence or the travel sequences were just them jumping <laughs> like yeah. super great distances like jumping miles at a time having conversations in midair i was like all yeah. right fine i'm with it <laughs> okay so yeah the, the the dolls are like running like in a horde running down a skyscraper like off and you see like windows bursting as they're coming through and as they like hit the ground you just see like a dust cloud hit and then through the dust just like silhouettes and then like they burst through the dust cloud go and start coming after like vegeta and napa uh, well they so they're, they make their way through. They have to find a way off planet. Yeah. Um, there is, I think they go, I think they head to Capsule Corp, which is in the middle of the city. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so they head to, they head to mm-hmm. Capsule Corp. Um, <clears throat> so, quick aside, though, like, so the, I feel like this would actually be a good, like, you know how, like, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z have, like, those, like, kind of alternate reality movies that they put out? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the movies that, like, some of the scenes are, are different than what you remember from the TV show. <laughs> like we, this may not, this may be a lost episode, like a lost movie. Oh, that's Ball. what it feels like. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, I can't remember what the, the titles were for some of those movies, but it was like, like the blood, like curse of the blood Ruby and like dead zone. Mm-hmm. Um, or the like, tree, isn't there like the, the tree of life where we meet turtles, Goku's other brother. <laughs> Yeah, or like, yeah, there's like alternate, there's, there's alternate like additions where like what happened if Goku uh, didn't uh, bump his head and people, had, the Z fighters had to deal with him like as he, as intended. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning, like, so at the beginning of this episode, this, this, this movie, we see like Raditz land and it's the encounter with the, uh, with the farmer, but the farmer's a doll. Yeah. Um, and, and just like basically have like a, like a, a, a scene where like Raditz is like wondering what the hell's going on and tries to kill this thing. And it, whereas in this one, like, or is in the original, uh, he takes out the farmer, the farmer takes out him in like a, like a, a horror movie kind of yes. opening way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like Vegeta and Nappa's like, like pick that up, pick, see that signal, like see that through his scouter. Right. Cause that's how the scouters apparently work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they decide to come down to, tr- to to Earth to see what's up and see where Raditz is, and then that's where they, yeah, inca- where all this uh, like where we suddenly are flash forward back to the the present of what we're creating here. Uh, I do I do like that the farmer finally gets the revenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, he was he was dead beforehand too. He was he was, he was replaced. I really like this because yeah. now because now they're they've gotten into Capsule Corp. There's a bit of a reprieve. 
yeah they're seeing like the the notes from like balma and dr briefs and stuff so uh, there's like a uh, a dragon radar there's a, an explanation of what the dragon balls are and that's when they get the idea hey we have to get all the dragon balls together so we can get off this planet yeah and i think probably let's say because it's uh it's evil kami aka it's piccolo daimo running yeah. the world essentially uh yeah. he's already collected them all so the radar points them right to the lookout. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I now just want uh, they find an audio recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a professor briefs, and it's just like I, I'm sorry. Uh, they're about to come in, and like it just you know it ends with the a gunshot. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. you know what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I also want to. This is something you talked about before we started recording, Vince, where it's sort of the the horrors of being capsuled. Mm-hmm. If you as a person were like, what would that be like? I kind of want them to find that, like, what if they found a cat? Uh, they accidentally opened a capsule and out pops Bulma. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a, um, a Scotty in the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation with the Dyson Sphere. Um, where he's been suspended in animation for like 25 years in, in the transporter, but instead it's Bulma and she's been in um, like, not like a vegetative state, but like the, the experience of being capsuled is one that kind of blanks, like not wipes her memory, but she's just jumbled. Like she can't quite make, sense of everything but she has the core information and maybe that's she gives them the information about the dragon balls and like mutterances she's mm-hmm. like dragon balls the lookout radar uh, wish like that yeah. kind of thing yeah because you're i mean technically if you if if a thing is capsuled it has to be like teleporter rules like you have to get discombobulated right like, said all those all those atoms um what is it like we're technically we're Every every item has like so much empty space within it. If you oh, just yeah. look at like atoms, it's like so you can think of it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just we're. It's like oh well, what what the capsules do? They just take all your atoms and zoop, get them real close together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can fit in. I mean, that worked really well for people who weren't in like a suit or something in 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 uh, the Ant Man. Not at them. <laughs> God. Oh, so like, like why does he just sell that weapon? Anyway, we're not going to Marvel. <laughs> why didn't he just sell that weapon? <laughs> like that will like weaponize aerosol pin particles. Uh, 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 yeah, that could go really dark really quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, not, I, yeah, it's like it's like the the capsule core or the capsule tech was not meant for organic life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they've they've done it. Have they? I can't. Uh, well, I. Organic, yes. When uh, during when the first King Piccolo came around, uh, when Chiaotzu, Krillin, and Master Roshi died, the oh, right she put them in these, I guess, hyperbolic chambers, and then yeah. capsuled those, and then put it in an underwear drawer. Okay, yep. so they actually then they followed the rules of of the of the Ant Man movie then because they were in a container before they went into the capsule, mm-hmm. so they were safe from. Apparently, like they they were like safely transported into the pim like they're using the capsules. 
because they were in something first. Okay. Because that's All apparently right. how that worked in Ant-Man. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Bulma is like, Professor Brief's last minute, like, this is the only way. Capsule his, Capsule's his daughter, knowing that it's dangerous as hell, but it's going to be better than, well, maybe it's going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> than the fate of getting attacked by all these dolls. You know, being the last human alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That works out well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith is doing fine. Well. Oh, <laughs> ooh. There's, uh, there's a bit of an entanglement happening. So. <laughs> the quantum uh. entanglement. <laughs> Jada, uh. it was, what was it? Will, it was a quantum entanglement. <laughs> This is such a uh, crazy world we live in where everybody's punking Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> this is so wild. I can't get over it. Sorry to digress. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Welcome to our episode. Uh, the Tangent Police have not arrived yet. We're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I like how this is going. Like, just going from, like, yeah, just, just Planet of the Dolls. <clears throat> just everyone's been been usurped by their by their, uh, by their respective dolls. And then, like, Occasionally we'll get flash. We'll just get like scenes like cut up to uh, to Kami's lookout, and we're like evil Kama, or Kami or uh, is it Daimo Piccolo? Yeah, or Piccolo mm-hmm. Daimo. Uh, Piccolo Daimo, I believe. Yeah, Piccolo is Daimo is just like read. staring down off the edge of of the lookout. It's like ah, excellent. Just like or just staring down like with like an evil grin on his face. Oh yeah. There's all right. Okay, so. Technically, you can't to get technically to get to Kami's lookout. You have to get to you have to climb up Corrin's tower. You can't like just Nimbus cloud it there. Uh, Like when the when the Z boys had to train with Kami, they too had to climb up the tower. So we they you know the the Saiyans they discover that oh we can't just fly up there. Um, We keep like it's not working. We have to actually climb this tower. Um, and now I just went like they're just dolls all over the tower. I I kind of like like roaches. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of like the idea actually of so he get they get up to Corin's tower, and Corin's not there, but there's uh not Yamcha Yashirobi, (laughs) (laughs) but he's also fine. He's not a doll because he ate his doll. He ate it back. And then he also is, he's, but he's eaten all of the food on Corrin's uh, uh, tower and has also eaten Corrin. Perfect. Uh, I was going to say yep, he has yep. to have eaten Corrin over that time. Yeah, period. like he's yeah. just this like cannibal, like like survivor up on Corrin's tower. His, his hair is like even longer and like more of a mess. And he's like hunched over. There's stains he's on his face. Muttering, yeah, he's... beans, beans. <laughs> you look like good breakfast. <laughs> he's got the like, like, yeah. He he's like he's skinnier now, but it's like that weird sort of like his head's still fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's just he, he the 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 his robes are very loose on him, oh, and God. like he just yeah he just sees two big old meals just walking up to him. And yeah. his sword is like rusted with yes. like uh, the residue of the. Of the dolls and also the blood of Corin and anybody else he's had to kill or maim for food. Yeah, like maybe some other like people have like made it up. Maybe like yeah, other people have made it up to the tower, like thinking it was salvation, only to discover <laughs> the, the the true horror of man. 
Yajirobe. Yajirobe still has to cut off the Saiyan's tails. Yes. During this mm-hmm. encounter, just to like, oh, they can't go ape. Once they get up, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Right, because he, he's been, like, let's say Yajirobe has basically been surviving off of, like, the residual power from the dolls and the and Corrin's divine water or whatever it is. <laughs> his yeah. regular water. His regular water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that good life water that's up on on Kame's lookout. <laughs> exactly, just a yeah. just the feral child Yajirobe. Yeah, is, is a very good visual. Yeah, no, that's yeah. And then is do, do they do they take him out there, or do they get taken out by by Yajirobe before they even make it up to the tower? <laughs> or I, the I, think, I think they have to get up to the tower. They're I think right. like one of them, Yajirobe, <laughs> or at least like be made by Yajirobe. <laughs> Oh, here we go. So uh, Nappa's like, Vegeta, I'll take care of this guy. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he gets kind of punked by Yajirobe. You know, Nappa's like, oh, I, I, I realized I used a little too much energy in, the, in fighting those dolls. He loses his tail and um, what else? He loses his tail and let's say an arm. I was, right. I, yeah. Does he? Okay. So I've I've actually not. It's been a while since I've actually watched the Dragon Ball Z episodes where like Nappa does the. Uh, is it the two finger salute? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does That's he like put his hand it, yes. out his arm out at all when he does that? Oh yeah. Okay. So when he goes to do that to Yajirobe, like Yajirobe just suddenly like vanishes and then like suddenly the arm falls off as he's uh, like been, as it's been cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think that and then like and then you see Yajirobe just pick up the arm and start devouring it in oh. front of them. Vegeta, you know, Vegeta grabs Nap. It's like, now's our chance. Yeah. <laughs> my arm. Nappa's, yeah, he's like, screw, but Vegeta, my arm. Now no time. time for that. <laughs> we have to get to the Dragon Balls and get off this crazy planet, Nappa. Oh, I'm sorry, is your arm hurt? We're Saiyans, remember? Just because uh. you've been disarmed. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, and there's still like dumb jokes. Yeah, in the, in this episode, like for everyone's treating this like all these horrible things happening, but like Vegeta and Nappa are still getting zingers in in an yeah. unsettled in in an unsettling manner, as if they're not like they have these flat these flashes of like realization. I do. I I just want. I love and am horrified by just Nappa breaking down every now and again. Mm-hmm. And just bemoaning his fate, just weeping. Just cuts to a scene of him, just like like in various locations, just like like wherever they are, and he just starts like bawling mm-hmm. and like freaking and like murm- like like just to have it, just ugly crying. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it's a very very lots very lost episode trope, <laughs> like of just somebody <laughs> crying or screaming into the screen. <laughs> but then in between, he's still going like, Vegeta, give me a hand. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or take this doll face. <laughs> I usually don't play with toys, but this is fun. You got another one? Uh, uh, Saiyans don't like playing with dolls, right, Vegeta? We prefer toy trucks, and like he throws a truck at them, of course. Yeah. Or it's like <laughs> they're just toying with us, Nappa. <laughs> <laughs> As like they're biting them and <laughs> yeah, it's just 
Does so, Vegeta yeah. get harmed at all, or is it just Nappa? <laughs> or does Vegeta keep using Nappa as a... Like, he's, it, they, you think it's like they, because they're friends, like they're kind of friendly to each other, but it's really just like Vegeta using Nappa as a body shield? Oh, yeah. It's primarily Vegeta's MO anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, as, uh, what's the least amount of work I can do to get mm-hmm. through this? Yeah. Yeah. I so they're yeah, they're on the lookout. It's I guess the the showdown. The 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 climactic fight, but I don't I feel it can't be a fight. No, yeah. I've got a four. It has to be like some there has to be like kind of a a loose scenario for Mm -hmm. I think I have it. Hmm? All right. So they make it up onto the lookout. It's like silent. Right, Popo is at uh, the entrance and is is like you know sweating and shaking and is is like powerful warriors, please come speak speak to the Piccolo Daimo. He can grant your wish. They go in and Pop- uh, Popo's just he's still he's making dolls. Like he <laughs> has not stopped. His hands are just raw. I, I hate to say that, but do, do we make Popo look like? kind of like emaciated and like just, oh absolutely just tor- mm. like 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 basically like a sweatshop like victim like or do we make him like he's been working really like he's basically been like worked to the the to the point of like inhuman suffering like si- like real sinewy like an Iggy yeah. pop sort of look <laughs> yes oh god yeah and they uh so they they walk past him and of course napa has another like zinger being like Popo, more like oh no! Wow, hey, no. come on! <laughs> I've, I've, I've just tried to hold it together here. I, just please end this. Look end like you need a hand, but I don't have one to lend. I do need a hand with ending this horror that has befallen fallen this world. Please just go in. Oh, no no zingers. <laughs> it's a no zing zone. <laughs> I was want Vegeta. Like at that point, Vegeta's like. Don't worry, I've got this. And just like blasts Popo, but like Oh, that is yes, no. Yeah. Mercy killing. Yes. There was I mean, that's right up Vegeta's alley. Absolutely. He would even say, like, so you're the one giving us the trouble with those stupid dolls. Playtime's over. Ooh, there oh. it is. There we are. I'm not gonna lie, I was worried if like am I gonna be able to like keep up with like the uh, like the uh the, the Dragon Ball voices, but uh, I think I'm doing okay. No, I think so, <laughs> you too. Great. Vegeta, I think Vegeta has a... The, he's had a few voice actors, so I think there's, oh, a yeah. good, there's a nice range you can get to. It's just, it's just deep and menacing and patooey. I hate everyone. See, that's that's I think that might be the... Yeah, that's the, the English-American dub. The Canadian one's a lot more, like, raspy. <laughs> Um, and same Tom, with, like, like I watched Tom Waits is Vegeta. <laughs> it's more like this. It's over nine thousand. Ooh. Um. Or like, and Raditz was even. <laughs> Raditz, oh god. I remember Raditz being even more like I watched the uh, the first episode of Dragon Ball Z where like Raditz is introduced, and it was like that's not Raditz's voice at all. That's not what I remember at all. It, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, we I, I'm guessing we had the the Blue Ocean dub up here mm-hmm. so yeah they had like a like a rasp uh, they had i think they had like one guy doing like a ton of voices on that show and he kept using like raspy voices <laughs> well they're bad yeah mm-hmm. raspy raspy equals bad 
Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Poor Popo. Yeah. Well, his his suffering's over his, now. Yeah, at least his suffering's over. He's now in the other dimension. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't imagine what King Yama's realm. We can't. Like, uh, that's a whole no. other episode. Like, the other, like you, th- like it cuts to that. It's like he's like, I haven't seen any people from Earth in in a deck in like in a few years now, because the dolls eat the souls as well. No, exactly. yep. <laughs> you don't go to the other world when you're eaten by a doll. Well, the souls, yeah, they they it's they cool. have it. They contain it. Yeah, it's the, the fuel for their. Uh, that's why they don't like fade away after sunset. It's it's basically what's fueling them. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's so dark. There's a if you're familiar with the band Coheed and Cambria and their whole meta plot behind a lot of their albums and how it's just a giant space opera. Uh, oh, the, really? the yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's if you want if you want to just be a huge nerd and like like a progressive metal band. Coheed and Cambria. I like, one, I like one of their songs. I can't remember what it's called, but um, but like part of the story is that there are all these planets connected by what's called the keywork, which is just an energy field that gives life to all the planets and keeps them in orbits. But that energy field is fueled by the souls of the dead. Oh, awesome! Yep, go. that's how science works. Like, like you do. That's that's occultism right there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, just, yep, you don't, ugh. Yama's, yeah, King Yama's just, like, concerned, just ba- back in his office, like, his, his Oni are there all with him, and just, like, they're all really concerned. It's like, we haven't even heard from Kami in a while. Oh, oh yeah. The big, uh, well, the, the true horror, a lot of them got laid off. Oh, no. <laughs> there's no, there's no <laughs> work for him, there's no work for him, yeah. They, uh-huh. all have to, they all just sitting there in hell, mm-hmm. just, just lazing around because they have no jobs. Oh my uh, god, that is true. Snakeway falls into disrepair. Yep. You just see like it just cuts to like it just pans to the other the other world, just like different scenes of like oh, man. Of, uh, of like decay of like of like infrastructure decay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see like th- that 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 truck that cleaning truck that that one Oni's on. It's just on its side, like burned out on somewhere on Snakeway. Um, yeah, there's all these like all the there's portions of snake way that are just they've crumbled off yeah like it is incomplete princess snake is is now in her true form just roaming looking for anything to eat at this point yeah king kai's fine (laughs) (laughs) he's He's, he's leaving he's off the grid he's fine he he's just whistling waxing his car down life (laughs) is great for him and then, and then that's when, like, like, yeah, you think that, and then, like, right, the last scene is just uh, a giant, like, monstrous version of uh, of snake, the snake princess, just about to devour the entire planetoid. Oh yeah, yeah she a, finally you, made it that far. Yeah, the the suddenly it gets dark. It's like King Kai's just like, huh? It's getting dark. Um, hold on, that's a bad, that's a bad King Kai voice. I'm good, but I'm gonna stick with it. Ah, it's getting dark. Wait a minute! It never gets dark here. Oh, and then you just you know it the silhouette, yeah, 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 yeah. And you just kind of bubbles. You just hear bubbles off in the distance. Just be like, frantic. <laughs> okay, you you cut off there for a second. I think that's what would have been perfect. Just like it just it cuts off. Yeah, yeah. It Gregory, <laughs> oh, hey Kai, we gotta get out of here. Kai, oh, well, you know, save yourself. God helps those who help themselves. Bye. Boop. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we've cut back to what is now Piccolo Daimo's like throne room in the yeah. lookout, right? All these demons around him, like demons around him uh, on the walls and ceiling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, I think this is pretty. Uh, I'm very proud of myself for this one. So we see the Dragon Balls. They're they're all lined up, but the the colors are inverted. So oh. it's like the Dragon Balls are now black with black and orange purple. stars. Like so, they've been corrupted by the evil. Yeah. And uh, Piano steps up because, of course, King Piccolo is like obscured in darkness. And um, <clears throat> Piano is like, well, you made it this far. I guess we have to grant you one wish on the Dragon Balls, don't we? Uh, and he's like, <laughs> King Piccolo is, in all his grace and glory has given you the one wish. Choose carefully. And then, like Napa's like Vegeta, we gotta we gotta wish to get out of get off this planet. This is insane. We gotta leave. And of course, Vegeta's like, but his power—he seems even stronger than me. Impossible. And so, Vegeta, before, what does the scouter say? <laughs> it, it, his power—it's—it's it's over nine thousand. What nine thousand? <laughs> It's just they just Impossible. the enemies just took the same like yeah. like the animators just took the same like cells and just like <laughs> but replaced the scene to be like in in the uh, in Kame's palace. The lighting, yeah, the lighting's all wrong. And like if, <laughs> as you're watching it on the tape, when they say nine thousand, that's when it, like you get the it, you know there's some warping there. Yeah, yeah. the tracking like tries to adjust. It's over nine like dark some some like goblin music starts playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly again like that's another lost lost episode trope where they like it's clear that like whoever did this like has is like edit, somehow editing the footage to be like wrong and different. So like they've changed up the the backgrounds mm -hmm. but they're using like previously used uh material to like create their their lost episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, good. Right. I yeah. like this. Yeah, I like this. This is very creepy. Idea, uh, there, there, sorry, did you have something? No, I was going to like, Vince, did you have an idea for the wish or you were just getting it? Oh, were, yeah. You were oh, yeah, so, getting yeah. us to the finish line. You're getting us to the 10-yard line. Uh, like, my idea for the wish is that, like, Nappa and Vegeta are arguing because Vegeta, he's, of course, he wants to fight because that's his saying. His saying pride is hurt by somebody being more powerful than him. But Nappa's like, Vegeta, if we don't leave, we're going to die here. And that's when we get, again, like they doctor the footage of Vegeta, like grabbing Nappa's hand and is like, all right, fine, we'll do what you, he throws him up and destroys him. Crashes through the the, the roof. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. nah, Vegeta, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> no. And as and he it, just gets like crumpled. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I mean, you guys haven't gotten there yet in your episode. Well, you might, you'll probably have gotten to that episode by the time maybe. it's posted. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's here, it's not, yeah, it's here in the next Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I think okay. tomorrow we might be talking about that exact moment. Um, ah. Well, this, I mean, it is a, it, it's a lost episode. It ha it's a, it's very unsettling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, 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 like you, maybe just a close up 
of of a of a Napa head that's definitely not attached to anything. Oh yeah, yeah. they've 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 edited in like like a severed point and or like a ragged point. Mm-hmm. They've added in some blood, whereas they used to remove the blood in the Canadian version. They've added, added all that out, or they've added all that back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think Vegeta. So here here's what my initial thought might have been. So at that point, Vegeta can then, you know, fight, but he he's clearly outmatched like just the horde of demon kind coming yeah. down on Vegeta. He knows he's gonna lose. He, he's grasping for the Dragon Balls. And you know, we he he makes a wish. Um, I don't know what it specifically would be like. I guess I just, have- just get me off this planet. I will. So yeah, it could be that, right? Or the original wish that they were gonna that Vegeta wanted to do was like for immortality, so he could fight forever. Oh no! So yeah, maybe he wishes for immortality, and because of the darkness in the Dragon Balls, it's like a monkey paw situation. Yeah, and he becomes a doll. Ooh, yes. I was also going to say that, like, um. If like depending on the outcome for this, like if they if Vegeta somehow manages to get all the Dragon Balls out and like go somewhere to like summon the dragon, he goes to summon the dragon and like as the dragon like shoots up into the sky, he start he makes his wish and then it's revealed like right too late that the dragon himself is a doll. Oh yeah, something like, something has to be off, like super off with the dragon. Yeah. Why yeah. is your like it's it's he's you know it's backwards. Backwards. It's, yeah. it's twin peaks yeah. the red room like <laughs> yeah the red yeah room. yeah it's reverse Shenron <laughs> here hang on I don't know I this yeah I was I was gonna go I should have been doll related but my thought was that he makes a wish to get out of here and then it's just Vegeta wakes up he's in the Saiyan pod. And Nappa's like, Vegeta, wake up. We're landing on Earth. Get Ooh. ready. I like that too. I, but I also kind of like the idea, like, we never see Nappa until, and then, like, and then it cuts over, like, it's like, all right, let, yeah, let's do this. And then it cuts to Nappa's pod, and he's a doll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my vote is doll Shenlong. Yeah. That's, okay. That seems like the, that's the most satisfying, I think. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, and then Vegeta becomes a doll. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like the idea of like, yeah, his wish is like either like I want to be immortal, or it's like I want to be more powerful, and then it just turns him into a doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, Planet of the Dolls or uh, the Walking Doll. <laughs> yeah, and then it's the it's this end credits, and it's just they vaporwave the hell out of it. Oh, or it's yeah. just slowed down. Just mm-hmm. it's it's both the Dragon Ball intro and the Dragon Ball Z intro from like the Japanese, just like hor like like weirdly fragmented yeah. and like data moshed a little bit. Rock the dragon. Rock okay, the okay. dragon. Dragon Ball Z. The credits come down. It comes down like the title card, and it's. It says Dragon Doll Z. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, all, the, all the names are all the names are replaced with the word doll somehow. 
Yeah. <laughs> or or puns on doll, dolly. Mm. John eventually, just, eventually <laughs> just becomes doll, doll, doll. Mm-hmm. Like at the very like by the like the halfway point, it's just just doll repeated in a single line, like a single like vertical strip of of words. Well, you see, well, you see, uh, in the end credits for for Z, at least where we're at now, it's it's just Gohan sort of walking, and then other characters join him, and then like as you get through those credits, the the uh, the doll eyes start appearing on all the characters. Yeah, Yeah, that. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah, and then this this whole thing's just being like transcribed by some some narrator on a creepypasta website. <laughs> <laughs> the the <laughs> only the only image is like the the VHS case that's like there's a cover but it's burnt. And like the 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 on the tape the label is like handwritten in ballpoint pen. Yeah. <laughs> the walking doll. Mhm. Uh, yeah, is it is it is it one of those like uh clam shell uh uh, yeah, like, uh, the, yeah, old, yeah. The, old, the old Disney Warner Brothers cartoon mm-hmm. movie thing. Yeah, it's, it's got to be one of those. And it's like partially melted. Uh, uh, hard to pull apart. Yeah. Just you're afraid uh, to put it in the machine. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to eat the machine? Is the machine? Gonna <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna, is the machine going to eat it or is the it going to be eat the machine? Um, suddenly your VHS has a doll. Has doll. Oh, uh, doll, uh, doll <laughs> your mom comes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I was going to say, dad comes in. Are you winning, son? And it's just <laughs> <laughs> the doll eyes. The son turns around. He's got doll eyes. Doll eyes, yep. <laughs> dad walks out. He's like, I told, I told you not to sit so close to the TV. Oh, God. That's some Candle Cove stuff. It's like. It's like, oh, it's like you were, you just, you, you came into the room. It's like I'm gonna go watch Can- uh, Dragon Ball Z, mom, and then you just sit in the front of the screen for uh, and watch Static for 30 minutes. You had a really vi- uh, visual imagination. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always wondered why you suddenly developed googly eyes. Yeah, so, I don't know. He, you were 13. I'm like, <laughs> eh, it's just a phase. <laughs> you you grow it. You've been collecting your friend's hair, and I just, I don't know what these kids are doing. Mm-hmm. these days and you start playing with them in the mud a lot in the backyard i mean you're dabbing every once in a while so i'm like well it's just a thing maybe it's a tiktok <laughs> thing <laughs> you're dabbing. oh god it's a tiktok trend mother it's the doll challenge by the oh, way damn. can i have a piece of your hair take your essence and put it in a clay simulacrum and see what happens Oh my god. Gets you yeah. the most likes. <laughs> yeah. So this doll version has a Twitter feed. <laughs> this tall <laughs> this tall's got a fucking BuzzFeed article about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But yeah, I, I think that is definitely like where we end off is just like where it starts kind of either either we have like a part where it starts becoming reality or like we it's just like this guy watches really weird messed up lost episode of like the walking doll dragon ball or dragon doll z <laughs> uh, dragon doll z the walking doll yeah yeah he uh, looks he looks at the case again and then it says the walk it says dragon doll z instead of dragon ball z yeah so, exactly yeah it's like what <laughs> and looks over it's like oh my god roll sand check <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is i mean like we um 
So uh, we've been this year, we've been uh, dipping our toes into streaming. And a few weeks back, we uh, Vince has never done any tabletop RPGs before. Uh, so his first one, we did a we did a Dragon Ball Z sort of comedic uh, one shot using the uh, fate rules. Nice. And it was a lot of fun. And now I'm like, all right, Planet of the Dolls might need to be one that we do. We get, you know, we write, run it in a, a horror system like Delta Green. Or I was Call thinking of Cthulhu. Fear itself. I maybe. like it. Fear. I, I'm not familiar with fear itself. It's it's a so. point spend horror system. Um, it uses like a d6 die and then you uh, you can spend points or you can not spend points um, to uh, to use certain skills and such um, and like the uh, a, a, by the by the creator's own mention the anxiety you get from worrying about how many if, how many points you have left to spend because once they're gone you can't roll you can't spend more points on that skill mm-hmm. you just have to roll a d6 to see if you get something and that anxiety is a, not a bug it is a feature <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like also like you could find like something like yeah I, I call of cthulhu could probably work as well um there's definitely a lot of pulp stuff like that you could like pull from for like to build a, some, somehow build vegeta and napa because it would that would be it right you'd be playing as those characters yeah 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 mm-hmm, you'd be mm-hmm. yeah we'd get in that you land on this planet and it's well what are you gonna do there's a i also like just again for the easy the the more the system kind of gets out of my way for me, the for me, but the better. Like a Cthulhu Dark, that like mini oh, game. That actually might be the better one because that's like quick and easy. Like again, it's like a pamphlet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like you don't have to worry about like, well, I have all these powers. It's like, well, it's just it's fine. It's covered yeah. all. It's it. Same thing. Just roll. I know that because you're this character, you can do this. So yeah, exactly. Um, and then yeah, just like roll sand when it doesn't work. <laughs> Uh-huh. When it has zero effect on things. Vince, how out of your element are you right now? <laughs> uh yeah, sorry, I, I've been it, I've been rolling zeros this entire conversation. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Cursed dice. Cursed dice that have zeros on them. <laughs> but this There's is a cream really cool. right there. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. I uh I I you know, I, I'm really learning so much in these conversations about um like these tabletop rpgs just were never on my radar uh and all the different genres and stuff like that i mean i'm willing to try anything at this point the wrestling one we did was so much fun even though i had no idea what was going on (laughs) but is that uh, that up for uh, like for still viewing on uh twitch um i want to say yes it's going to come out on the uh, they're going to put it on the technical difficulties podcast feed so it'll live there but i want to say I will double check right now. I yeah, because I think I missed out on like listening to that, but I was I figured or pre- slash hoped <laughs> that somebody would have recorded like like kept that for like either posting yeah. on somewhere. Um, yeah, honestly, Ooh, uh, Cthulhu me... Dark would probably be a good one because my experience with Cthulhu Dark is that it's super rules light, um, and it's good for like a beginning player. Like I, I ran it a couple of years ago f- for uh, a bunch of folks who have never played a D and D or tabletop game at all. Um, and I ran a, I also find it's good to run for like a disaster movie or like a zombie infestation sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I've, the, the games I've seen it run with like previously was like RPPR or like role play public radios. Um, they did a uh, dead Island um, version of it. 
where they were all like survivors on the island uh, when the zombie apocalypse was happening. Uh, and a disaster, like if as long as it's like it seems to work really well when it comes to like a disaster horror, like mm-hmm. where your where your characters are trying to like just desperately survive in a like against like obstacles and like over and and, and um, uh, over mounting odds. Uh, and it also has kind of a betrayal mechanic to it where like you like somebody else in the group can roll against your role and and tell that and and say what happens to your character. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it right. yeah. plays into the Vegeta Nappa dynamic. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Um I might add a ra- just for three players, I might add a Raditz in there. I think that's fine. Raditz survived. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, they find been... him. He's on the play. Like I know, I I know things. Yeah. But, oh, and you could even have Bulma if she right. survived with the capsule. Mm, the capsule. Mm-hmm. And then we could like have some catharsis of like you know Bulma being the monster and you know possibly <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I know how your your podcast works. All right. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> True fan. Um, but yeah, we no. This was well. Man, that's I never want to watch this thing. I'll say that. Yeah, that we, that we I'm, created. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I might mock up the uh, the the clamshell VHS Ooh. cover sometime after I do the uh, the mock up of the poster. Yee. Yeah, my graphic artist uh, side is definitely um, like tugging at the bit for that. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I would, I would, I, I would like to say that I would probably watch it. Um, I'd probably nope out about halfway through, <laughs> just because dolls are one of my vices or one of my creepy vices as well. I it for me it plays into uh, the the identity aspect. I think that's yeah one of the most terrifying things is loss of control, loss of identity in horror like an invasion even like the 1950s invasion of the body snatcher is still extremely frightening to me uh one of my favorite novels is uh the puppet masters from i I was in high school i was like i just devoured a lot of robert heinlein oh yeah and that was one of his that i read several times because it's here's an alien that controls you and you don't get to pick what you do anymore and also the scariness of the thing too ah yeah 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 where it's you don't who is being taken over and yeah. not and then the idea of like how do you know if you've been taken over mm-hmm. yeah at the same time there's a newer movie that came out that's very body snatchers-esque called assimilate i think mm. and the creepy tell is like when you say something or do something wrong around these things or when you like when they realize that you're um I, I've, I've only seen like the trailer and i think it's on netflix right now at least in canada i'm not sure if it's in the states um but it's uh like if they know that you're like the from the trailer if they if somebody does something that they they're they think that you're onto them they suddenly like let out a cry to the rest of them and it's like the face the human's bot the human's face suddenly like ex- di- the lower jaw distends like way too long like the the flesh stretches uh. out and it's just like it's like a really it's not even like a like a big like large mouth opening it's like a thin like kind of a narrow like mm-hmm. mouth opening as like the the lower jaw just keeps extending down to like the chest almost uh, as they let out like this weird war cr- this weird like cry to the rest of the the hive or whatever it is and it's yeah. like set in like a small town in like the 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 mid to southern states okay 
yeah, it's <clears throat> it looks really creepy. <laughs> like, and it, it's definitely bought her. I, I definitely got like an invasion of the body snatchers, um, kind of uh, vibes from it. So, not too. Uh, yeah. like, I know that you just said like you know, oh like like that kind of shit like scares you, but like oh, there's something here's a, a, a oh I still <laughs> I still watch <laughs> it. Well, like body snatchers is frightening because it was like when you go to sleep, you're you're taken over. Yeah. You know that thing that everyone has to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and the thing if you don't do, it'll it will actually drive you insane. Like yeah. your brain will just become a feverish nightmare. Yeah, you start hallucinating, or yeah, and then possibly just die from it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, oh, that's a good that's a good note to to leave off of. <laughs> just terror, existential terror. <laughs> Just a reminder to get your eight hours and uh, yeah. never sign up to be on that Netflix show where they sleep deprive you and make you do menial tasks. Wait, what? Oh, God. What, what? It's a it's a game show. It's a show about be, having a job. <laughs> hey, oh, um, I forget what it what is it called? Uh, Life. It might be called, what? <laughs> I think it might be called like uh, Stay Awake or something. But they basically sleep deprive these contestants and then are like. Solve this uh, like ring puzzle where you have to get all the different pieces apart and stuff in like 30 seconds or um, <clears throat> stack the, make a stack of uh, quarters and don't let it fall. But everybody's like sleep deprived and, and all that. I haven't watched it yet. Why um, are game shows now either torture or humiliation? Or, or have they always been like that? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, like they got really inspired by Japanese game shows and the Saw series, the Saw trend from like the, mm-hmm. the early aughts. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they, they, took that, they took that line, would you like to play a game? Show. I think we can add one more genre to the uh, to the game show sphere, which has become like the giant game of chance. <laughs> like there's a big Plinko one. Yeah, and then uh, Dax Shepard has the just—it's a fifty-foot wheel that you spin. Great, <laughs> pieces. Yeah, the game show is spin this wheel. <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah, we covered. A, we basically like focused really heavily on this this uh, one Dragon Ball episode, um, and created a hilarious, like a uh, hilarious, a <laughs> a dark, <laughs> a dark twisted um lost episode from it um is there anything else that you guys have noticed in dragon ball that would be like good fodder for that kind of stuff or i mean mm. we're we're definitely we're not there yet but when we get into the android saga and uh like kind of what dr jiro is capable of making i think yeah. would be pretty interesting like or the like the remnants of the red ribbon army it, it is something that could be explored because in the tower there is that purple monster creature thing that Goku had to fight, and it wasn't clear if that was like made by the Red Ribbon Army or captured by them. And so I we could maybe think about what other experiments they're doing or creatures they've captured, or if the Red Ribbon Army has made a portal to the other world or uh, something like that. Oh god! So then we suddenly have a doom scenario where they, mm-hmm. they've, yep, they've created. They're, they're, we have to go to the Goku has to go to a facility and take on like the legions of of the uh, home for infinite losers. Yep, 
or, or like uh Ader is the is like the new Doom guy. Like Bulma's yeah. upgraded <laughs> Ader to be Doom guy. He's gotta rescue uh Sano. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Oh, There's God. I mean I mean or heck, even just have Sano as like uh as a uh, as a protagonist as well, because like oh yeah, she wielded a gun once almost. She, get, she gets Ripleyified. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. that'd be rad. Ader, Sano, and Goku—that's a dream team. <laughs> There's a—I mean, the world of Dragon Ball is is fairly dangerous, uh, not just with like the different dinosaurs and creatures running around, but like superhuman beings who can destroy planets and galaxies uh, yeah, eventually like, just just being a normal person in that world like existential like terror that people must face on a regular in that epi- in that sh- in that world a demon took over the world for like a week and started the <laughs> purge yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah or like unbeknownst to most people Vegeta could have just stayed up in space and just nuked the planet from orbit, <laughs> i.e., like blown it up completely. <laughs> a whole city was destroyed. Yeah, by one person. Yeah, it, that, that sort of dread of just, and even like, say you're 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 someone you live you're living out in the woods by yourself. Welp, I'm on dinosaur guard duty because there are dinosaurs everywhere. Suddenly, this is mm-hmm. Dino Crisis or Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm trying. What what other what other things could lend itself to? I mean, like there's. I feel like there's a lot of untapped, uh, horrifying things about Majin, like about Majin Buu. Oh yeah, because like the what is it? The the backstory is like, uh, Majin Buu was a creature. I guess developed by Bobbity's father, like conjured by Bobbity's father, and was stopped by was like only stopped by a like one of the greatest Kai's, right? Yeah, very like like the most like selfless kind of Kai or something like that. And then like it when he got devoured, mm-hmm. some of those selfless some of those like nicer traits kind of stayed in Boo. Or in and Majin. that's like that's like the first Majin Boo that we see. So I, I feel like there's gotta be something there and like there's lots of moments in the boo saga where goku and vegeta like when goku and vegeta go in like get eaten by boo and have to get their friends out like that was also a lot of like uh evil piccolos and gohans that they had to fight and and stuff like that and like visions and and it was in that like weird uh what's the almost like dead space. Like everything's covered in like this organic material kind of thing. I feel like there's a lot there that could be good fodder for like a lost episode. Yeah. Just basically treat it like one of like, yeah, treat it like a, uh, some kind of like alien, like the characters get sucked in, like get, get eaten by uh, Majin in an attempt to save their friends. But then we just go into like full on, like biological, psychological horror mode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where like, they're just roaming through these, like, sickly or get per- pink organic like sludge room like sludge chambers and like uh and like gummed up halls yeah trying to find their friends and like dealing with like hallucinations or like creations from within the body like basically the antibodies of, of boo just kind of like taking them on <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of like existential horror with like a lot of the villains from dragon ball <laughs> like 
like lo- like losing yourself, like losing your identity, being eaten, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being eradicated by one by a single shot, <laughs> like um even like I'm thinking of like when Gohan gets eaten by Boo and then transforms and then Boo transforms into like a Gohan Boo version and like oh, yeah, his like his key and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, Buhan, yeah. And and he starts like taunting his father, I think, or taunting his uh, the uh, his adversaries like as, almost as like a a Buhan, like Gohan Boo. Cuz he like uses their voices too. Yeah. Like Boo does. And like that's the whole that's one of the things with uh Cell is that since he's made up of all the cells of the greatest Z fighters, he knows all of your techniques. So like doesn't he doesn't like the early version of cell use uh the special beam cannon against piccolo and yeah Kame, the kamehameha wave against goku and well and then and even the second stuff. like when when uh cell second stage cell has i think it's android 18 like uh kind of uh like um uh not pinned but like basically like she's like uh she's on the ropes and he starts using 17's voice Yes, and telling him, telling just telling them to like, uh, to like her to like accept her, her fate and such. Like that's mm. fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there, there's an uh, wasn't an aspect of Cell uh, the way they got Cell knew all their moves is like they had been, uh, Jero had been recording all the Z fighters secretly for years. Yeah, yeah, and, and getting their blood samples, like getting yeah. samples for like for Cell, like to make the make Cell the perfect Z warrior, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that idea of like, wait, there are cameras following us everywhere for how long? Since when? What do you have? What has been seen of me? Who's watching when, this? When did they get the genetic material? Like, mm-hmm. is yeah. the Red Ribbon Army like apparently have like a Black Ops team <laughs> that they that they just never oh, that would be in? that would be pretty rad. Like, like, a, like uh, they were kind of bumbling in in Dragon Ball, but did they actually have like a much more like we never even saw Jiro into in Dragon Ball, right? That's correct. Drone I mean, never, yeah, like we heard of him, but we like basically it seems like the drag, the the Red Ribbon Army that we were fighting, that they were fighting in Dragon Ball, was kind of like just the the cover, or like the uh, the the front for the actual like like devious organization, right? Like let these bumbling, like let them think that we're actually these bumbling idiots when really we have like a, a super spec ops team. And like we're actually like on top of it, we're actually the secret gov- like shadow government or something. Mm-hmm. The the Red Ribbon Army is just a psyop. Yeah, yeah. Against Goku and his friends. Oh, God. Like uh, oh, it it reminds me a little bit of like uh, kind of Resident Evil, like with the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah. And maybe there's maybe there's room for a lost episode that's like the darker side of the Capsule Corporation. Like how how did they get this technology? Like. Why, why do they have it? Why is it consolidated yeah. to one family? Uh, how did it become so ubiquitous? Yeah, like, I mean, Capsule Corps, it's shown in the series as being this, like, be- benevolent group. But, exactly. like, come on. Reality shows that is not never the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the Waltons. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, like, that was, yeah, it's, oh. We de- definitely room for like a, a lost episode on like just the red Rib- the secret red ribbon army mm-hmm. or even like a, again another game scenario kind of fodder um where like you just basically run like a call of cthulhu game or something that's resident evil-esque but it's in like another station or another like facility that the red ribbon army has mm-hmm. well there's 
well, there's also the horror of like uh, the reverse of it of being in the Red Ribbon Army and Goku comes. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. It's like from that perspective, it's like no, that is a horror scenario. Yeah, all powerful beam is just destroying you and your friends. That that right there is sl- is a slasher flick uh, mm-hmm. game. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you uh, 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 like slasher flick is basically where you play you have multiple characters. You, and you can play as like the victims, and then like the your big the big bad is the slasher villain, like Jason Voorhees, or you can create your own kind of thing. Um, I think RP uh, Role Playing Exchange and Role Play Public Radio have done multiple episodes uh, where they do that, and one of them was even like you were playing the bad guys in a Die Hard esque uh, like scenario, and the slasher villain was was basically um, uh, a version of um, of B- Bruce Willis's character from Die Hard. <laughs> Oh, that's rad! I like yeah. that a lot. Because really like, cool. it's basically yeah, like that, in in that kind of gameplay, like yeah, you you play as the uh, a slasher flick is just is just a an action movie on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like you could also just do that with with Cthulhu Dark as well. So, like, again, for like rules light system kind of thing, just like have oh. like one big killer who's like impervious to all your attacks, and you're just uh, trying on, to survive. On that note. Uh, Aaron, what was the island that Aureli was on? Uh, Penguin. So what? Penguin like, Island, right? Because yeah. it's based off his because er, it's based off Doctor Slump, his his earlier manga, and it, and, it, and it, it's also had an anime yeah. adaptation. Yeah. So what if what if uh Penguin there was like an opposite to Penguin Island where it's just as bonkers, but it's all horrific. It's Bizarro Penguin Island. Yeah, Bizarro Penguin Island with like this Bizarro Aurelie and all her friends. Um, yeah. Or fiends as they would be on that island. So and I of did course, like he's unstoppable and all that stuff. I'm sorry. I, what? I, I did do a little bit of research on Penguin Island because, uh, again, listen to your show. And like I started kind of deep diving into like Dragon Ball lore just because I was listening to the episodes and I was getting into Dragon Ball again. And yeah, into the Doctor Slump stuff. Um, so the little Cupid kids that um, that hang out with Aurelia, they're actually angels, hmm. according to according right, to uh, according to the wiki site. So, <laughs> um, and Aurelia Just, herself is an is actually a robot or an android. She gets corrupted by Doctor Giro yeah. instead of yep. making Cell. Maybe maybe alternate Penguin Island is just another like is basically like a test ground for androids. And there we another, go. There another, we go. Like, experiments. Maybe they've captured like some some angels, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, we're, we, and they're a you, lot less of the cutesy and angels. They're more like the more like creepy angels. Yes, do like straight up biblical where it's just a bunch of burning wheels and eyeballs. Guys, it's just <laughs> Evangelion in Dragon Ball. <laughs> I, it, I think it would be uh, pretty rad and terrifying to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you call that island, though? It's like uh, first, my my my, my knee jerk reaction was just to like, okay, what's penguin spelled backwards? <laughs> but, knew, yeah, Gip Island. Yeah, But Vulture Island and just another yeah. bird. Yeah, mm-hmm. go with that. Vulture would work because yeah, it's a much more like kind of an uglier and less friendly uh yeah. at least like in in stories and and works of art and such and Aureli backwards is just alara and that sounds biblical and evil almost yeah 
yeah, just an evil scientist who uh, who created, who's like been wor working under Doctor Giro in like one of these other spec ops settlements, trying somewhere. to upstage him, maybe. Yeah, so he's like, I will make, uh, I'll, I'll make this perfect, the, the perfect like creations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it like goes from like being like the comedy series that like that uh, that the Doctor Slump series is to like just being like a complete nutter like horror show. Boy. Yeah, all the everyone on all the other residents on the island are like, no, we we were trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, she won't let us leave. Oh God! So it's it's Doctor. Uh, was it, it's Doctor Plum? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. That wow. There's a there's a lot of there is a lot of terrifying fodder in the Dragon Ball universe. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Could be used. Yeah. To any. Anytime there's like beings with extra normal powers, whether for even though for good, it's still like, well, that can be flipped yeah. upside down very quickly. Uh, yeah, that's basically like what Brightburn was the uh, the movie from like a couple of years ago. Yeah, that uh, was it's fun. basically just it's Superman. But if he was actually evil and an alien and like an actual alien being. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. And again, like there's been like a uh, manga, I think, or like fan manga, maybe, or like other like alternate mangas of Dragon Ball, where like what happened if, if Goku didn't bump his head and get anime amnesia? <laughs> <laughs> Became a, a, a stop. A, did he, what if he didn't become a good little boy? Um, it's actually another thing about that that manga, the Jocko. Uh, they actually show a little bit of like life on on planet Vegeta because Jocko originally goes to Earth to stop Goku. Um, and they, uh, was it Goku's dad is not Broly. Bardock. <laughs> Bardock. Yeah. yeah. Bardock is explaining, uh, like you, you get a little bit of, uh, like a little bit of an explanation as to like what they do with their kids when they send them off to, uh, to alien planets, they send them off to alien planets and they're, they're talking about earth. Like, Oh, earth has like a bunch of humans that kind of look like us. So he, sh he'll be able to blend in and infiltrate their society and before it's too and and before anyone realizes what uh what's happening he'll have dis, uh he'll have easily devoured um most of their food supply and de and destroyed them like devoured it, most of their food yeah <laughs> like their plan like it's it's like actually really like again creepy of like of what they do they just send a, a child off to a planet that's not like really noteworthy just to clear it off and like they're using him as a as a sleeper agent, and like um his, his like his cute baby infantile uh, appearance will deceive them long enough that they won't get they won't understand what's going on until it's too late. Which is what happens to every single one of uh, Goku's enemies early on. They never take him seriously because he's a kid. Yeah, and then he ends up murdering them viciously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah, Dragon Ball, you know, for kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing uh, what happens when you flip that coin of comedy and horror to, uh, around. Yeah, we'll we'll gladly come back on and talk about whatever other anime you want to horrify. Like uh, Naruto, please. <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> All right, yeah. We'll do another anime rigor mortis. I, I actually do have, um, uh, I have Adam and, uh, from RPX on the... Uh, uh, on the line to run because uh, uh, we started talking about uh, our our, con our our connective animes that we like we enjoyed as a kid as, as like growing up, and one of them was Three by Three Eyes. So I I know of it. I've not seen it. Yeah, I don't I, know of that one. 
it, I, I got into it through the manga, and then I recently picked up the anime. And yeah, it's just kind of like a it's it's basically a horror like a horror adventure anime, like it's very Call of Cthulhu, in mm-hmm. terms of like how it's how, like there's investigations, there's like uh like they're basically going across like China and Japan fighting demon a demon race, and like in a in a quest to try and find the solve the mystery behind like one of the main characters. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very it's very much a like uh, like a horror adventure show with a little bit of a like a, a romantic angle to it, like between two of the characters. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys ever want to come on the show for for another episode of Anime Rigamortis, <laughs> um, I know a little bit about Naruto. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know almost too much about it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so it'll be a it'll be a flip around episode where I'll be the one trading water. <laughs> uh, don't don't get me started about the the uh, abject horror of what is actually the function of the multiple shadow clone jutsu that Naruto uses and how terrifying it can be used. Yeah, uh, it, it's really wild when you, when they get into like what some of the jutsu can actually do to your brain, um, or like what. Like the Sharingan can do, like a uh, thousand years of pain, like all these other uh, techniques, like the uh, Rock Lee's when you open the gates of your chakra and, and all this other kind of stuff and what it does to your body. It, like they glaze over it in a way that's like, why aren't we talking about how a 13 year old has the power to possess your body to make you feel like your eyes are bleeding and that you're being stabbed for a hundred years? Yeah. Like, that is a power a thirteen-year-old has, and is asked to use often. Yeah, I'm noticing that about anime as I, I as I'm going coming back to it. Like I started, I've started up uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah. And oh yeah. One episode one. I was like, so eighty percent of the population is now got is, are now like metahumans or super superpower uh, supernatural entities. How is that like? And like, based on what I've I, the experience from our one quirkless character, it's like, man, that is a Cthulhu game in a right there where you're just playing as the the one the 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 the, the small percentage of of regular humans that have to make sand checks on a regular basis mm-hmm. because everyone else in your society are monsters. <laughs> like it's uh and yeah uh, and yeah I'm I'm on like I'm, I think I'm on to season four at the as of now. And it's oh, just wow. like it you has only through. yeah. I just basically started like I just binged a couple of episodes every couple of nights. So, um, yeah, it is like it is intense. Like how like uh, how things have been escalating. It's just like also like the first time I saw like the weakened form of um of All Might, I was just like ah, they're they're the uh. <laughs> <laughs> you show those ribs, uh huh, coughing up blood. Yep, on our, on the regular. <laughs> just just cause <laughs> for gags sometimes oh yeah to the comedic True. effect most of the time yeah <laughs> or like that character that's that's just a black hole inside of a spacesuit mm-hmm. yeah or a sentient warp gate or, yeah, or a sentient comic strip there's a character that aaron and i were talking about this early like uh the other day because i started reading uh the manga because i just cannot wait and yeah. there is the there is some lore that I don't want to spoil for Aaron that I hope will get touched on in the new season, but also Aaron might be another movie. Um, and it, it's very interesting. They may have talked about it 
I'm trying to think. Um, who is it? Like, you know, Stain's whole thing? Yeah, the like, hero killer? The hero killer Stain. I think there's a there's a larger community uh, that's just below the surface. Like, different from the League of Villains with a whole different purpose that I'm just now reading about. And well, uh, I'm like, very excited to see what that actually ends up being. Because it, it's... Uh, it, it's cool. I'll just, I'll just say that it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, because I remember like uh, like after the hero killer stuff, like they they start bringing up that like there's a following now mm-hmm. behind his ideology and such. So we we we, need, we should save that for our hero academia episode. Yeah, yeah. where we've we got, we got them lined up. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so the horror of a child that's able to produce any item from their yep. body. Oh God, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like I, I, even like uh, I can never remember his name. The guy who decays everything with like his hand. Oh, Shigaraki. Bite. Yeah, Shigaraki just like can decay things. It's like Jesus Christ, he's got the mightiest touch of of like death. Oh, that goes places <sighs> too. I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys ever want to come back on the show and and talk about horror in anime, um, I think that I'll start making that a regular thing because. It's definitely creepypasta esque in terms of like the kind of horror and like the kind of things that an- that creepypasta, like in general, like tends to do with like lost episodes and also like it, like the, the motif of twisting something nostalgic and childlike into something horrific. Um, yeah, and but- and anime is so I, I think at least it's very ingrained in just internet culture. Yeah. So it's I yeah they they mix really well. Well, even like again, like from that hero, like the hero killer, like section of the, uh, like that's basically like they started up creepypastas. Like I, I would not be surprised if there are in in fiction creepypastas of the hero killer and such. Oh yeah, like, oh he, yeah, okay. He almost he almost actually even looks like a uh, a prominent creepypasta killer, uh, Jeff the Killer, um, in like his facial appearance and such, like being yeah. burned and scalded, and then like always having like this like really creepy toothy grin. Just yeah, that, like yeah, I, when you like all you have to do for a lot of especially the popular anime is like look one level down from like the surface of what they're showing you yeah. and if you ever have to think about well how how does that actually work like the way that lay million can like permeate through things but essentially it makes him blind and like the first time that he did it he said it was like terrifying he never wanted to do it again like in my hero the people's quirks manifest in scary ways not yeah. just like a oh i can i fell through the floor and then i came back up and my parents were like you have a power you should use this talent it's like no he's been traumatized by it and has to work to understand and control your, it your own body like again like, I mean, there's a reason superpowers are like analogies for puberty because like, well, here's your body betraying you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, Aaron, are you familiar with um, Wild Talents? I I know. Uh, never played it. Know of it. Okay. I'm just thinking like, because that is like, basically it's by the guys who did Delta Green and it's basically, or it started off like it's stemmed from like some ideas they had for like superheroes in like World War II and World War One. And that right there is basically like your your horror superhero like game idea <laughs> is just <laughs> is just the yeah the manifestation of 
of powers and quirks. Like, yeah, like and I, then, I like and then being co-opted by the state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> immediately <laughs> being controlled by the government. government. Yeah, like I could definitely see some games, like some horror games, where or even like I kind of want some horror, like superhero stories, where it's like it's like it's like Brightburn or like from the perspective of the people who don't get quirks, where they have to live in this like world of constant existential danger and threat. <laughs> Yeah, like it's definitely uh, there's definitely a lot to talk about, <laughs> and uh, we are going way over for our, <laughs> our, for our initial Dragon Ball one. So, um, so I think we should probably stop it there for now. Um, so yeah, that was this week's episode. Would you guys like to uh, plug anything you guys are doing? Um, yeah, if. Uh, so yeah, we you can find Vince and myself uh, uh, on Kame House Party. Uh, we were we put up we put out a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, we also stream on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/slash Kame House Party uh, every Thursday at eight uh, p.m. Eastern. Uh, I myself also have another anime podcast because I just I hate free time. I guess it's <laughs> called Thinking Too Hard About Anime. Uh, my with my co-host Noah Carden, we do a deep analysis and a little bit of history on and on an anime series we love episode by episode. Uh, right now we're going through Cowboy Bebop and uh, just learning a lot of things and sort of figuring out what makes it tick. Yeah. Aaron said everything for for me too. <laughs> you know, just you don't have a side I'll, project. I don't have a side project right now. Um, uh, catch me on my couch reading manga now. <laughs> I'm gonna plug manga. So uh, it's a. I found myself up late reading volume 23. So yeah, do that and also follow Kame House Party on all social media, KameHousePartyCom and. Uh, um, I don't really yeah. use mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's mainly where I hang out is on Twitter. So at Aaron J. Shelton, it's dumb. It's just dumb stuff. If you want dumb things, you can go there. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and Vince, you had nothing or. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't follow him. Only read manga. <laughs> Only read manga. Don't follow me, but follow Kamai House Party. Uh, and I'm at review cultist on Twitter. Um, as always, you can send me messages there. Uh, you can also send us emails at al dente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's a L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, scary stuff on the internet, SCPs. Um, heck, if you want us to, uh, if this is going to become something that we do off and on, if you have an anime in particular that you'd like to suggest to us, that would be spooktacular. <laughs> Um, or good fodder for for spookiness. Uh, by all means, leave us a, an email. Um, for those who are, or uh, if you'd like to support us financially, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have two dollar and five dollar tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Uh, for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. To our listeners and I guess we don't have a creator of this, but for creators of, of Creepypasta in general, thank you guys immensely because without your listenership, we wouldn't have much of a show. And without your creations and tropes and like the meme, the, the mimetic history of, of Creepypasta that has been created over the last decade or so, 
we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. Um, I've been Aaron J. Shelton. And I've been Vince White. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis, or Anime Rigamortis. Sleep well. Boo. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> <laughs>